Hello everyone, I'm Nathan and welcome to this week's edition of the Black Country Talking News, the 30th of August 2023. Hello and welcome to the Black Country Talking News, brought to you by the sight loss charity Beacons. We're pleased to confirm that the Talking News is now available via Alexa. Once you've enabled the Talking Newspapers skill, all you need to do is play Talking Newspapers and ask for the Black Country Talking News. Our Talking News service is also available via the free Wireless for the Blind app. It can be found on the Beacon Centre website www.beaconvision.org forward slash talking dash news. As a podcast via services such as Apple or Spotify or as a free CD, simply contact Beacon Centre on 01902 We hope you enjoy this week's edition. Reading for you this week, we have myself, Nathan, Angela, Christine, Liz, Helen, Mina, Simon. And of course, not forgetting, Flashback Roger. In this edition, we have the quiz with Mina. An update from Beacon, including the lifestyle newsletter for September. A did you know section from himself, Flashback Roger. Special edition of this week's sport news. We also have the weather for the week ahead. And we've another episode of the 10 Today Gentle Exercise Sessions. Local news to start though, with a feature edition focusing on the leading charity Guide Dogs Impact across our region. So starting this week, we give a very warm Black Country Talking News welcome to our latest shining beacon. Andrew. Dogs have been helping humans with a variety of activities for thousands of years, but the term guide dog is very specific. Guide dogs play a key role in supporting people facing the challenge of sight loss. The first special relationship between a dog and a blind person is lost in the mists of time. However, the first specific attempt to train dogs to aid blind people came around 1780 at a hospital for the blind in Paris. From humble beginnings in 1931, the UK charity Guide Dogs for the Blind Association, now more commonly known as Guide Dogs, has partnered over 36,000 visually impaired people with a guide dog and is now the world's leading breeder and trainer of working dogs. But Have you ever wondered how guide dogs are specifically trained to support a person who is blind or has low vision with their mobility? Well, courtesy of the Express and Stars special projects team, we are able to provide an in-depth insight.
guide dogs can be a real lifeline, providing a safe and effective way for people to maintain their independence. Before this special bond can be formed, a canine companion must undergo extensive training. The Guide Dogs team in Shrewsbury works to ensure that dogs have the skills required to help their owners get out and about with confidence. Mobility specialists, GDMS, are responsible for training dogs, matching them with a suitable client and supporting that unique partnership. Nationally, there are currently around 3,551 active partnerships where a person with sight loss has been matched and qualified with a guide dog including 191 in the Black Country, Staffordshire and Shropshire. In 2021, the charity Guide Dogs, which was founded almost 90 years ago, set up its academy to train the next generation of guide dog trainers and guide dog mobility specialists. Shrewsbury is one of 11 sites across the UK where new recruits are receiving coaching from Technical Learning Specialists, TLS. There are currently three TLSs who are responsible for training nine learners at the centre. They include Lauren Pringle, aged 29, who's been working for Guide Dogs since 2017 and became a TLS around 18 months ago. Before Guide Dogs, I attended college and completed a degree in animal behaviour and then went on to do a master's in anthrozoology, which is a study of interactions between the animal-human bond, she explains. Alongside this, I worked with a clinical dog behaviourist and worked as a graduate assistant at my university. These elements built up my practical knowledge with working with dogs and people. It's the best of both worlds. It's a very enjoyable job, adds Lauren. Fellow technical learning specialist Emma Meller joined the charity in 2015 after considering a career as a dog handler in the RAF. While visiting Shrewsbury Flower Show, the guide dog stand caught her eye and she spoke to a member of staff to find out more. She became a volunteer working in a wide range of roles, including being a puppy raiser, someone who prepares young dogs for their future career and as a sighted guide for the organisation's My Sighted Guide service, which helps people with sight loss get out and about. Alongside this, she also gained experience working with children with special educational needs before becoming a mobility specialist for guide dogs and more recently a TLS. People always think it's a dog job, but it's a people job, Emma says. I enjoy the variety. You never get any dogs the same, you never get any clients the same, and you never get any trainees the same. Will Radford James is about halfway through the three-year training programme at the Academy and once completed will qualify as a mobility specialist. He had previously been a stud dog holder for guide dogs, helping to bring the next generation of canine companions into the world while working as a sports therapist. The 30-year-old has also been a fosterer for the charity, which gave him an insight into the work of the mobility specialists. He is currently training 16-month-old yellow Labrador Hetty, who is proving to be a fast learner. It's really fun working as a group of people rather than just by myself and learning from other people and working with different dogs, says Will. Up next, we hear from Helen, who, as usual, has our latest Beacon update. 
Hi everyone, it's Helen back with your weekly update of all things Beacon. Now, first up this week, we are coming to the end of summer. Where did that go? Not warm enough for me this year, I'll tell you anyway. But soon it's going to be your last chance to try the Beacon Blindfold Challenge. If you haven't had a go already, here's what you need to do. Get a group of family or friends or both together and sit back one behind each other with a bowl and a blindfold each. You need to fill the first person's bowl with water and get everyone to put their blindfolds on and then try and transfer as much of the water as possible to the person at the back of the line by passing water over your head. Once you've completed it, you need to nominate two other people who you think might be up for it and text BLINDFOLD to 70450 to donate £6 to Beacon. Text costs £6 plus one standard rate message. Thank you to everyone who's donated so far. And don't forget, you can tag us in your videos, which is hashtag Beacon Blindfold Challenge. Now, talking about water, are you ready to make a splash to support people with sight loss this September? We want you to sign up for our Swim 250 Challenge and swim 250 lengths in a pool or 250 minutes in open water during September to help raise funds to support our work. Why 250? Well, that's how many people are giving the devastating news that they're losing their sight every day. To take part, you can head to our website, www.beaconvision.org forward slash swim hyphen 250. That's swim hyphen 250. And don't forget, we also have regular swimming sessions for our members. If you'd like to find out any more about them and come and join us at one of them, give us a ring on 01902-880-111. Now, talking about community activities, we'll soon be gearing up for our September activity program. Next month, we'll be taking our members on one of our popular garden centre trips when we head out to Webbs in Hagley near Starbridge. If you'd like to join us on September the 12th, call us on 01902-880-111 or email inquiries at beaconvision.org. Now last this week, have you heard about our family fun night? We'd love for you to join us at the Cabin Public House in Sedgley on Friday, September the 8th, where you and your family will be able to take part in games, including heads or tails, and play your cards right, that's one of my favourites. Test your knowledge in our quiz and let loose on the dance floor at our mini disco. The best part? Every ticket you purchase helps ensure no one has to face sight loss alone. Tickets are £7 for adults, £6 for children or £20 for a family of four, £30 for a family of six. You can get your ticket now at the pub, our reception or Sedgley shop or call us. Just give you the number again, it's 01902. 880111 or email supporters at beaconvision.org. That's it for this week. I'll be back again soon. Bye bye. Now we have another bulletin of the feature edition focusing on the leading charity Guide Dogs Impact across our region. The charity welcomes around 1,000 puppies into the world every year 
with many born at the charity's National Breeding Centre, located just outside Leamington Spa or at home with volunteer breeding dog holders. Labradors, Golden Retrievers and German Shepherds have been and remain the most common pure breeds on the programme. But historically, the Golden Retriever crossed with the Labrador has produced the most successful guide dog of all, combining many of the great traits of both breeds. Other breeds, such as curly-coated retrievers and standard poodles, have also been crossed with established breeds to offer secondary benefits such as shedding less hair, which may be advantageous to owners with allergies. At the age of six weeks, they start their initial training with a puppy raiser, who plays a vital role in their early socialisation and education. They are introduced to different sights, smells and sounds, such as busy roads and public transport, and they also attend classes to learn how to behave properly around other people and dogs. They are taught to walk ahead on the lead and obey simple commands such as sit, down, stay and come. When the puppy is between 12 and 14 months old, they are ready to start their basic training and are looked after by a fosterer during evenings and weekends. Guide Dogs has four training schools which are in Forfar, Redbridge, Royal Leamington Spa and Atherton. Here they learn to walk in a straight line unless there's an obstacle, not to turn corners unless told to do so, to stop at curbs and wait for the command to cross or turn left or right. They also learn to judge height and width so that their owner does not bump their head or shoulder and to get used to traffic. Once they have finished this stage, they start their advanced training with the mobility specialists. The dogs continue to live with fosterers but are dropped off at the Shrewsbury Centre from 8.15am and collected by 5.45pm. The team uses positive reinforcement training. The dogs arrive with a packed lunch and they get the chance to earn some of their food during the day. By using this method, the dogs learn that working is rewarding, which means that they are engaged with trainers and look forward to their work. Cooperative care is another important part of their training, which is about giving dogs choice and control. The goal is to teach dogs to actively participate in their own care, such as handling and veterinary procedures. Having the ability to opt in and out of something increases a dog's confidence and builds their trust in their owner. If the dog doesn't want to do it, we stop. We teach our clients to check for an ear infection by lifting the ear and smelling. There is a distinctive smell to an ear infection, explains Emma. Another training method involves a small platform and the dog is trained to go to the platform, ignoring whatever distractions there may be such as other dogs or food. Once they are standing on the middle of the platform, having successfully taken no notice of what else is going on around them, they receive their reward. 
This is one of the ways dogs are trained to guide their owners safely to curbs and to the top of steps. They are also taught to walk centrally along the pavement whilst avoiding obstacles on the route and not to turn corners unless told to do so. They have also learned to find doors, crossings and places which are visited regularly and to judge height and width so their owner does not bump their head or shoulder. A dog can also help their owner keep straight when crossing a road, but it is up to the owner to decide where and when to cross safely. They still need to be given commands, which is why, in order to form a successful partnership, guide dogs recommend applicants have established routes they want to walk with a dog. Sometimes people come to us not understanding what a dog will do for them. The dogs follow directions and have to be told where to go. They are trained to move forward in a straight line and to turn right or left. It's really important that people have all their roots in place and can confidently direct the dog, explains Emma. Dogs also learn intelligent disobedience, such as refusing to obey a forward command if there is a car approaching. Not all dogs the team come into contact with will qualify to become a guide dog due to health reasons skills or behaviour, but they still make great pets. Now it's time to test your knowledge, as we have the quiz questions for this edition brought to us by Mina. Hello and welcome to this week's Flashback Quiz. All the answers you need can be found later in Flashback Rogers' Did You Know feature. But for now, these are your questions. Question 1 for this week's ice cream themed flashback quiz. In what year is it thought ice cream cones were invented? Question 2. What is considered the oddest flavour ice cream? Question 3. What was the weight of the biggest ice cream sundae? Question 4. What is another name for an ice cream headache? Question 5. What was one of Margaret Thatcher's jobs before going into politics? And finally, question 6. How many gallons of milk make one gallon of ice cream? Question 7. 
As always, I'll be back to reveal the answers later in the show. But for now, good luck! Up next, let's have another beacon update. Welcome to the Beacon Lifestyle Newsletter for September 2023. Our front cover picture this month is our Meet the Staff feature star, which is Steve. Keep reading to find out all about him and where he works and what he does for Beacon. On Tuesday the 5th of September, I'll be in the residence lounge between 10 and half 10. If you would like to book any activities, suggest any ideas, or just have a general catch-up with me, please stop by and say hi. Please remember, if you'd like to receive the newsletter in a different format, you must contact The Beacon on 01902 880 or email inquiries at beaconvision.org. Have a fab month. Monthly sessions for September. Monday the 4th and 18th of September, tandem bike ride at Bobbington Airport and the surrounding country roads. DY7 5DY. 10.30am to 1pm. Bikes are provided and there will be experienced lead riders present to support you. Trip cost is £3, invoiced by Beacon. Minibus costs £7, departing at 10am. I'm returning at 1.30pm to the Beacon, weather permitting. Thursday the 7th of September, book club at the Beacon Centre Sedgley in the Residence Lounge, 11am to 12pm. Cost is £2, invoiced by Beacon. A relaxed, fun group discussing the latest books we've read. Tea, coffee and treats are provided. Friday the 8th of September. Walking around Bagridge Country Park. This walk is on pavements, hills, grass and uneven surfaces and should take approximately two to three hours. Activity cost is £2, invoiced by Beacon. Minibus cost is £5, leaving Beacon at 10.30am and returning at approximately 2.30 to 3pm. If you're meeting us there, please be aware there is a £3 car park charge, but it is free for blue badge holders. We will meet in the car park at Bagridge Country Park, Gospel End Road, Dudley, DY3 4HB, weather permitting. Wednesday the 13th and Monday the 25th of September, swimming at Bert Williams Centre, Bilston, WV14, 0EF 10.45am to 11.45 We have a private lane just for Beacon users. All abilities welcome. 
Activity cost is £6, invoiced by Beacon. Minibus cost is £5 and departs at 10.15am, returning at 1pm to the Beacon. Lockers are £1 or a trolley coin. This month, our swimmers will also be taking part in Swim 250. You can find out more about this a little later in this edition. Wednesday the 20th of September, Fishing at All Brighton, WV7 3FL, 11am to 2pm. The activity is part paid for by Beacon, so it is a discounted price of £7 per person, which includes the use of all equipment. Minibus cost is £7 and departs at 10.30am, returning to Beacon at 2.30pm. All costs invoiced by Beacon. Friday the 22nd of September, walking round West Park, Wolverhampton, WV1 4SQ, from 11am to 12pm for a leisurely walk and 12 to 1pm to catch up in the cafe. Take it at your own pace and complete your own chosen distance on a paved flat route. We'll meet at the Connaught Road gate entrance. The activity cost is £2, invoiced by Beacon. Minibus costs £5, departs at 10.30am and returns at 1.30pm. Volunteer guides are available, weather permitting. Also to note, Mary's Movement Class will return in October and will run on the first Wednesday of each month, 10.30am to 11.30am. All abilities are welcome. And Friday, the 15th of September. Golf is back. This shall be a three, six-week course at Mark Butler Golf Club, Sandyfields Road, Sedgley, DY3, 3DL. Each session will run from 2pm until 3pm. It is important to note that this is an independent activity. The course will be run by the Mark Butler Golf Club and no Beacon staff will be present on site during each individual session. Please call Mary for booking details and further information. Please make sure you book activities in advance and leave a contact number at the time of booking. Some activities are weather permitting, and some activities require a minimum number to participate. For further details on any of the activities, please call Mary on 01902-880-111 Are you interested in? We're looking at organising some other activities such as climbing, archery or maybe a trip to the adult ball pit just for the Beacon members. Please get in touch if you are interested and so I can get them organised and booked. 01902-880-111 What's on this month? On Tuesday, 12th of September, we shall be visiting the garden centre for the last time in 2023. So please join us at Webb's Garden Centre, 157 Kidderminster Road, Hagley, Stourbridge, DY90JB, from 11am until 2pm to stock up on some delights. The activity cost is £2, invoiced by Beacon. The minibus cost is £7 and it will be departing at 10.15am and returning at 2.45pm. 
This month we'll also see our last visit to the petting zoo for 2023 on Thursday the 14th, 21st and 28th of September at Sedgley Adventure Centre, Sedgley Golf Club, Sandyfields Road, Sedgley, Dudley, DY3, 3DL. The sessions start from 11am and run until 1pm. The activity cost is £25, invoiced by Beacon, and the minibus is free. Have you ever wanted to research into your family history or look up any local history? Well, on Tuesday the 19th of September, we shall be visiting the Dudley Archives on Tipton Road, Dudley. DY1 4SQ from 11am until 12pm where you will have an opportunity to do just that. The activity cost is £2 invoiced by Beacon. The minibus cost is £5 and it will be departing from Beacon at 10.15am and returning at 12.30pm. And on Friday the 29th of September, we have been invited to Dudley Sports Club in King George VI Park Park Lane, Kings Binford, DY6 8AT, to try our hand at Crown Green Bowls. The session starts at 10.30am and rolls on until 1pm. We will have some lovely volunteers helping us out and giving us some very useful tips. The activity cost is £2, invoiced by Beacon. The minibus cost is £5, departing Beacon at 10am and returning at 1.30pm, weather permitting. <laughs> Please remember, all activities must be booked in advance by calling 01902-880-111. VIP Group. We are a group of working age people and or people who live independently with sight loss that meet once a month for a social gathering. We are a friendly bunch that likes to try new activities, build friendships and encourage others to live life to the full. This month we shall be drumming up some fun with a local community group that looks to develop skills through music. Asad Art will lead an interactive workshop from 6pm till 8pm on Wednesday the 27th of September, where they will be introducing how to play the doll drums. Join us in the Beacon Coffee Bar at Beacon for an absolute blast. Activity cost is £3, invoiced by Beacon. Please do also make a note in your diaries for the VIP Christmas meal. This year it is scheduled to be held on Wednesday the 13th of December from 12.30 to 4 o'clock at the Newbridge Pub in Wolverhampton. Menu and prices to follow. We're excited to offer a walk and talk tour at the Black Country Living Museum. Step into the 1940s, 1950s and 1960s and experience the hustle and bustle of the new High Street. It's a recreation of recognisable shops from the region, which have since closed down. Meet new historic characters. Enjoy the vintage transport and don't forget to listen to the talking clock or dial a disc in the beautiful 1960s telephone box. With lots of new stories to discover, there's something for everyone. The trip to the Black Country Living Museum Discovery Way, Dudley DY1 4AL, 
will be on Tuesday the 26th of September from 11am to 2pm. And just a reminder that the yearly membership for the museum is just £19.99 and gives you unlimited return visits to the museum. The activity cost is £2 invoiced by Beacon. The minibus costs £5 and will be departing Beacon at 10.30am and returning at 2.30pm. And just another reminder that all activities must be booked in advance. Telephone 01902 880 111 10 Bowling The Beacon Team versus the Green Team On Friday the 15th of September, 10 Pin Bowling at Castlegate Dudley, DY1, 40A. 11 till 1. All abilities are welcome. It's a fun and friendly atmosphere for social bowling. The activity costs £2, which is invoiced by Beacon. It costs £6.45 for two games, which you pay at the bowling alley on the day. Minibus costs from Beacon is £5 return, departing at 10.30 and returning at 2. This month we are doing something special. We are playing a local team called the Green Team. They support adults with learning disabilities to live a healthier, proactive lifestyle and they are ready to challenge our social bowlers. Who is up for it? Please book your place by Monday the 11th of September so teams can be organised. There will be lanes available for Beacon social bowlers who don't want to take part in the match but still want to bowl. Beacon Online. We've got thousands of followers on our social media pages. And if you haven't already, we'd love for you to join us. Like us on Facebook, www.facebook.com forward slash Beacon Centre forward slash. Tweet us on Twitter, now known as X, twitter.com forward slash Beacon Centre. Follow us on Instagram, www.instagram.com forward slash Beacon Vision forward slash. Or find us on LinkedIn, www.linkedin.com forward slash company forward slash double six oh nine one seven. We've also just launched a Threads account. You can find us on www.threads.net forward slash at Beacon Vision. Our team is always on the lookout for new content ideas, particularly ones that showcase you, our amazing members. A recent video clip of a Beacon member on a treadmill in our gym has reached almost 10,000 people on Facebook alone. We've also been working hard to make our content as accessible as possible for people with sight loss, but would welcome any suggestions about how we can improve this further. If you'd like to share some ideas or content, you can contact Helen Brown via hbrown at beaconvision.org. Beacons Swim 250 Challenge Every day, 250 people are told they are losing their sight. With your support, we can help ensure Beacon is there to help so that no one is left to face sight loss alone. The Beacon Challenge is to swim 250 lengths during September, on your own or in a group. Contact the fundraising team for a sponsorship form and get swimming. 01902 
Welcome to September's Meet the Staff. Steve Ryman is the Assistant Manager of our Sedgley shop and has worked for Beacon for almost two and a half years. Across his career has worked in retail for almost 50, including H. Samuels, JJB Sports, all across West Midlands and Staffordshire. Steve has told us he loves his role, it is quite varied, from sorting and pricing donations to go onto the shop floor and customer service to recruiting volunteers and looking after the welfare of his staff. He's also in charge of booking in bank collections and helps look after the day-to-day organisation of the shop. He most enjoys getting to know his regular customers, making them feel welcome. And although fashion retail isn't his main background, he does enjoy selling the furniture and researching the bric-a-brac donations to see if he can find that unusual item that might be priceless. He also enjoys getting to know other members of staff at The Beacon and their different departments. In his downtime, he loves socialising with family and friends. He loves walking, reading, musical theatre. He has a passion for history and supports the walls. He says we have a great team spirit within our team of staff and volunteers, which I think gives that warm welcome to all the customers, new and old. Our daily refresh displays ensure that there's always something new for every day for our regular customers. Sedgley Lifestyle Centre. We are open Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday from 10am to 3pm at our base in Sedgley. We run several activities each day, including cookery, crafting, pottery, computer work, gym sessions, listening to music, quizzes and reminiscing. We keep well hydrated with tea, coffee and water and we have the restaurant to attend to for a hot meal if we don't bring our sandwiches with us. We are lively, fun and love to have a laugh. Why not come and join us? for a trial day. Contact Beacons Reception and ask for more information. You can call us on 01902 880 or email inquiries at beaconvision.org. You are invited to a Beacon get-together. Local site loss charity Beacon wants to work with you to influence the delivery of current and future services for blind and partially sighted people. We will also be gathering feedback on your experiences of sight loss to inform the NHS and help improve practice. Join us at Queen's Cross Network, Wellington Road, Dudley, DY1 1RB on any of the following dates. Thursday the 7th of September an evening session for 18 to 35-year-olds running from 5pm till 8pm. Friday, the 15th of September, a morning session for all from 10am to 1pm.
Tuesday the 19th of September, an afternoon session for all, from 1pm until 4pm. If you would like to come along and meet new people or have any questions, please contact Becky Green by email bgreen at beaconvision.org or call 01902-880111. And finally, just a quick reminder, there is still accommodation at Beacon Course. Beacon Court is located in Sedgley, just a short distance from Wolverhampton City Centre. We have parks, local shops and public transport links right on our doorstep, offering you comfort, security and convenience alongside the independent living and a wide variety of choices. Each home has its own front door, individual access card, two bedrooms, a store, a wet shower room, a lounge with kitchen and appliances, gas central heating, UVBC glazed windows. Beacon provides a 24-7 care team on site to deal with any emergencies 365 days a year. And there's a pull cord in each apartment that you help raise an emergency. You also get a 30-minute-a-week wellbeing post call from either Suki or Amanda. And they help go through things like your post, paying bills and just giving you some extra support. If you or you know of anyone else who might be interested, please call Bromford on 01902 882 170 to speak to the scheme manager. Regarding getting in touch with Beacon, we have our website, which is www.beaconvision.org, Facebook at Beacon Centre, Twitter at Beacon Centre, Instagram at Beacon Vision. Our main address for the building in Sedgley is Wolverhampton Road East, WV46AZ. And don't forget, if you want to opt out of receiving this newsletter, please contact the Beacon on 01902 880 Have a fabulous month. next it's trivia time brought to us by flashback roger and his did you know feature it's all yours roger take it away can be I hope. Any road up, I've got another bag of goodies this week to think about, so without any more ado, I'll press on. It's widely thought that ice cream cones were invented during the 1904 World's Fair in St. Louis, when the large demand forced ice cream vendors to find help from a nearby waffle vendor. He managed to make a suitable shape to hold a serving of ice cream for folks to use. The most popular flavour of ice cream is vanilla. After that comes chocolate, strawberry and cookies and cream and others. And while one of the most unusual ice cream flavours is hot dog flavour, quite a favourite in the USA. And the biggest ice cream sundae ever created was in Edmonton in Alberta, Canada in 1988. It weighed 24 tonnes. Before the development of the modern day refrigerator, Ice cream was a high-end luxury reserved for special occasions. In 1843 came the invention of the ice cream making machine. 
It was originally operated with a hand crank and revolutionised the world of ice cream production. And if, like me, you've ever eaten one too quickly and got a pain, then there is a scientific reason that you can get an ice cream headache. It's also known as brain freeze. When something frozen touches the roof of your mouth, it makes the blood vessels tense up. This is what causes the brain freeze. Before going into politics, Margaret Thatcher was a research chemist for Lions Foods. Her real accomplishment was developing an emulsifier that let manufacturers whip more air into the soft serve formula paving the profitable way for everyone from small soft serve ice cream vendors on up to Britain's fleet of Mr Whippy soft serve trucks. And it takes 12 gallons of milk to make one gallon of ice cream and the average dairy cow produces enough milk in its lifetime to make 7.5 thousand gallons of ice cream. And if you want something to try for yourselves it's said that it takes up to 50 licks on average to eat an ice cream. Well there you go then. I bet you'll try that lick test. I had to, but I lost count, I must admit. But who cares, eh? I have to say that my favourite sort of ice cream is the whippy soft stuff. So I now always say a big thank you to Mrs Thatcher next time I have a 99. In round up, I'm off. I'll try and find some more topics for us for next week. So for now, I'll just bar my kettle, have a nice cup of tea or two, and treat myself to a couple of chocolate digestives, I think, this week. Because as they say, a copper is just too wet without a bicky to soak it up. Well, that's my excuse anyway. Till next week then, I'll just say bye for now. Ta-ra a bit. Ta-ra! Up now we have to hear what the weather has in store for us. Brought to us, come rain or shine, by our own Sunny Mina. weather for this week ahead is forecast to continue to be unsettled with some outbreaks of showers but to great relief plenty of dry and sunny spells too. Temperatures are also forecast to improve from last week with the highs of around 20 degrees with some prolonged spells of sunshine. UV levels are expected to fluctuate between high and medium. The sunrise and sunset times are 6.15am for the sunrise and 8pm for the sunset. Friday 1st of September is forecast to be bright and clear in the morning, but the showers will set in by the time we get to midday. With a gentle breeze, temperatures are expected to be around 18 degrees. Moving on, and yes, with a gentle breeze and unbroken sunshine forecast for the weekend, the temperature should be much more like it for this time of year, and a high around 20 degrees. On to next week, and the unsettled weather will continue and dominate with plenty of sharp showers still hanging around with us. It is forecast for rain to remain in the region, from Monday 3rd of September with just a gentle breeze expected temperatures should continue to hover around 18 degrees all looks dry for Tuesday with it being sunny and very pleasant but the showers will begin to return as we head into Tuesday evening it is forecast for the unsettled weather to dominate for the rest of the week with plenty of sharp showers in the region on Wednesday and Thursday 7th of September. 
With a gentle breeze, we will see temperatures at highest of around 20 degrees. The showers are forecast to be light but persistent, so it looks like our brollies are set to be kept busy. So, that's your usual mixed bag of rain and sun for the week. And as always, enjoy the weather. Thanks for that weather update, Mina. Up now, we have a special edition of this week's sports feature. TNF Soundings Features from across the UK This year, the City of Birmingham is hosting the International Blind Sports Federation World Games, a showcase event that is held every four years. The Games are being held at the University of Birmingham, across the Edgbaston area and other wider regional venues. For example, Edgbaston itself hosts the cricket finals, Coventry's CBS Arena is host to goalball and smaller venues such as Café Aroma at the University of Birmingham to chess. These 2023 games feature a first, the inclusion of women's cricket. The team's captain is Catherine Jelfs-White. She was born with a congenital condition which resulted in short-sightedness and the inability to see colour. Catherine attended a school for the visually impaired, but sport did not feature highly on the curriculum there, and certainly not cricket. However, she used to watch it on television with her family and matches at a nearby ground. She was 30 when she first tried cricket, and has been playing internationally for six years, having started at a domestic level in 2010. In fact, her teammate Heidi Linegar introduced her to the game during sessions at Taunton Vale Sports Club. Linegar also short-sighted from birth, was working for a sight-loss charity when she took up cricket and was in her 30s. She has since played for Somerset's sight-impaired team. The cricket team is required to have a certain number of completely blind players. These players have the assistance of runners, while there are others who are able to run unassisted. Lineker comments, Communication is really important for the game. You have to have people able to describe what's happening to the ball, as well as to listen to the ball which contains ball bearings. Meanwhile, Jelf Swite has observed, It's quite physically demanding. We're not just standing around. The balls stay on the ground a lot, so you're quite often down on one knee. Clearly, being chosen to represent England carries with its significant kudos and excitement for the participating athletes. Being measured for kits, training at the Worcester University campus, it's all been a great experience. It will be strange to sing the national anthem to thousands of people, Linegar enthused. And the final is at Edgebaston, which, if you're a cricket fan, is a big deal. Trish Gracesmith, 57, of West Bromwich, took up archery after a series of strokes affected her vision. A mother of five, the strokes began when she was 33 and she gradually lost her eyesight over a number of years. She has commented, It left in increments, and in 2015 I was told it couldn't be rectified. That's when it hit me the hardest. When the curtain fell, I was in shock. Trish had dreamed of becoming an archer from a young age. She responded to her condition by taking up archery to keep herself active and in a routine. In archery, competitors wear blindfolds to ensure equality and rely on spotters for guidance. After taking up archery, she competed in her first competition in 2021 against other blind and partially sighted as well as fully sighted archers. 
She found a welcoming home at clubs across the black country and now trains alongside visually impaired world champion Steve Prowse. She has since won several trophies, becoming a third-time record holder and topped the visually impaired archery charts in Great Britain in a number of categories. She has commented that archery set her free. Joining these sportswomen at the Games are Isa Amjid, who started playing football after the Albion Foundation held a blind footballer taster session at his school. Eight years later, he now represents England. The fact that he is blind but can represent England in football is hugely rewarding for him. Indeed, it had always been his dream to do so, simply being able to do what others do. Chris Skelly, MBE, is hitting the judo mat. He was diagnosed with oculus albinism, Bell's reflex and extreme photophobia and rose to stardom in 2021 when he won gold at the Tokyo Paralympics. Chris now aims to make history by becoming the first British judo para-athlete to retain their medal in more than 25 years. Competing in the IPSA Games can earn vital qualification points to secure a spot at the 2024 Paralympics in Paris. Joining him is another judo player, Evan Malloy. Evan was born with ocular albinism, a condition which causes severe visual impairment, and was diagnosed with epilepsy when he was just four years old, resulting in up to 40 seizures a week at its worst. He picked up a bronze in the Ibsa Antalya Grand Prix in April 2022, achieved fifth in the Ibsa European Championships in November, and scooped bronze again in January's Ibsa Judo Grand Prix in Portugal. Caleb Nenevi is part of the England goalball squad. His sight loss occurred as a result of a rare allergic reaction when he was just seven years old after he was prescribed penicillin to treat chickenpox by doctors in Accra, Ghana, where he lived at the time. Among his sporting highlights is winning promotion with Great Britain from the European Championships B in 2016 and finishing top goalscorer in the Golfix Cup with the Northern All-Stars last year. These athletes prove that individuals with sight loss can and do participate in a wide variety of sports activities, so visual impairment should not be an impediment to those who at the very least wish to express themselves through sport and at the very most wish to compete at the highest level. We wish them all the very best. TNF Soundings Now. Here come the quiz answers, and they're brought to us by Mina. Hello, and here are your answers for this week's flashback quiz. Are you ready? Question one. In what year is it thought ice cream cones were invented? And the answer... 1904 Question 2 What is considered the oddest flavour ice cream? And the answer Hot dog flavour Question 3 What was the weight of the biggest ice cream sundae? And the answer 24 tonnes Question 4 what is another name for an ice cream headache? And the answer, brain freeze. Question five, 
What was one of Margaret Thatcher's jobs before going into politics? And the answer here is research chemist. Question 6. How many gallons of milk makes one gallon of ice cream? And the answer here is 12 gallons. How did you do? Great, I hope. If not, there's always another chance to have a go next week. Are you ready to get moving? Well, let's hope so, because up next we have the 10 today workout. I'm exhausted just listening to it. TNF Soundings. Features from across the UK. Hello everyone, this is 10 Today, a 10-minute set of exercises to do at home to help keep yourself active. Before we get to today's presenter, a couple of housekeeping points to note. The 10 Today project is funded by the Big Lottery and Sport England, and when you're doing the exercises, it's important that you don't push yourself too far, and by taking part, you agree to 10 Today's terms and conditions. You can read these terms and conditions at tnflink.uk forward slash 10t and the 10t is the digit 1, the digit 0 and the letter T. And please remember that you agree to take part at your own risk. Today's exercises are brought to you by Mary and here she is. Hello and welcome to 10 Today. These are short 10-minute physical activity routines, which will get you moving and stretching. They're great for your health, including boosting your mood. And very importantly, they're designed to support your everyday movements, your functional fitness, your flexibility, balance and mobility, such as when you have to reach up, turn, bend down and so on. These simple routines will help you with that. Just take them at your own pace. There are plenty of options. If an exercise feels too much, then just take it easy and have a break. All the exercises can be done either standing up or sitting down. Just do whatever feels good for you today. When lifting your arms or knees, only go as far as is comfortable. And if you have any problems with your knees or hips, take care not to twist them during the movements. It can also help to pull in your tummy when you're bending your back. And just breathe normally throughout these activities. We want you all to do these activities safely. You are responsible for monitoring how you're feeling throughout the sessions. And if you feel any discomfort or pain, for example, if you feel unwell or dizzy or experience palpitations, then please stop and seek medical advice. By taking part, you agree to our terms and conditions. Please read our terms and conditions on the 10 Today website at 10today.co.uk. Please remember, you agree to take part at your own risk. If you remain seated, it would be ideal if you can use a hard chair, preferably one without arms, such as a dining chair, that you can sit upright in with a straight back and your feet flat on the floor. If you're standing, just step your feet hip width apart, relax your shoulders and take a good strong stance. And you might want to have a sturdy chair nearby to hold on to sometimes for balance. 
So we're going to start with a warm-up. You're just going to quickly tap or pat different parts of your body. So briefly tap along each arm one at a time in different places. Your upper arm, your forearm and your wrist. And do the same on both arms. Then pat the top of both legs, just quickly tapping up and down your legs in various places towards your knees for a few seconds. Great, you should be nicely warmed up now and ready to move. So we're going to start with swing back. So with your feet hip width apart and your shoulders relaxed, stretch both arms out in front of you at shoulder height with your palms facing down. With your feet still facing forward, turn your upper body to the left and swing both arms back on that same side so they're pointing past your shoulders or just as far as is comfortable. Then come back to the center and turn your upper body to the right this time, swinging your arms back as you go. So keep going as you turn each time from left to right. Swing your arms back, keeping them as level as you can. So turning left, back to the center, then to the right. That's it. Just a few more times now. Try to stretch your arms out a little bit further if you can. This is great for your hip rotation, your shoulders and your arms. Next up, it's spring up. Take a slightly wider stance with your feet to start with and your toes pointing slightly outwards. If you're standing, bend your knees slightly into a squat position. You're going to raise up and then lower back down again, bending those knees. Lift both arms to around waist height with the elbows bent and palms facing upwards as you rise. Then lower them down again as you go back into that squat position. Keep going with this for a few more times. Now, if you're sitting and you're able to lift your bottom slightly off the chair, you can raise up that way. If not, just press to the soles of your feet so you get that contraction in your legs. So just a couple more. Come up and then come down again. Try and go a little bit higher and down a bit lower if you can. It's great for your inner thighs, your legs and your buttocks. Now it's time for row the boat. As the name says, this is a rowing action. You're going to start by stepping your right foot forwards and leaning forwards, stretch both arms out in front of you with your palms down. Keep your arms a few inches apart and at shoulder height. Now make two fists as if you're reaching to grasp the oars. Then in one flowing movement, pull your arms back, bring your upper body back and step back. Then step forward with your left foot as you lean forwards, stretch out your arms, gripping those oars again, then pull back and step back. So just keep going with this movement for a few more times, alternating your feet each time as you reach out to grasp the oars. Try to pull a little bit further back if you can and grip tighter to work your wrists and hands. This is really good for your arms, shoulders and your balance. Now we're going to carry the cauldron. So raise both arms straight up in the air above your head as high as you can. 
Imagine the shape of a big round cauldron and that there are three stacked one on top of each other. Bring both arms slowly downwards as if you're tracing the circular outline shape of these three cauldrons with your hands. Bend your knees as you go lower. So follow the outline to make circular movements with your arms. First going out around that top cauldron, then bringing your hands in, out again around the second cauldron and back in, making a lovely flowing in and out movement until you reach the bottom. Straighten back up and repeat. Starting with your arms high above your head and tracing the outlines of those three cauldrons to make circular in and out movements as your arms come down. Let's just do this a couple more times, making even bigger circles if you can. This is another one that's good for your shoulders and your arms. That's great. So next up, it's sea storm. So step your right foot forward with your arms stretched straight out in front of you at shoulder height. Keep your arms body width apart with your palms facing up. Then sweep them upwards together above your head. Then turn your palms down and step back as you bring your arms back down to your sides. Now step forward with your left foot arms stretched out in front with your palms up and repeat that lovely flowing arm movement sweeping the arms up with your palms up and lowering them down with your palms down do this a few more times stepping forwards as the arms go up and stepping back as the arms come down do just try to get your arms a little bit higher if you can this is great for your back, your shoulders and your arms. The next one is circle the sky. So with the usual starting position of your feet hip width apart and shoulders relaxed, bend forwards with soft knees if you're standing and lower both arms until your hands are in front of your knees. They might be lower if you're sitting. Then straighten back up, raising both arms above your head and pushing your hands upwards. Keep your arms as straight and as high as you can. Then rotating your wrist, use your hands to make separate small circles in the air. Make those circles three or four times, then bend your knees again and lower your arms, reaching the hands down to your knees. Straighten up, push your hands upwards and repeat those circles in the air with your hands. Do this movement a couple more times now. You can make wider circles if you can and reach a little bit higher. This is really good for your chest and core and your balance too. Well done. Now it's cloud hands. So just position your hands a few inches out in front of you as if you're holding a ball with one hand underneath the ball and the other one on top. The top hand should be roughly level with your forehead and the bottom hand level with your upper body. Then swap the position of your hands by lowering the elbow of your top arm and raising the other one. Turn your hands continuously from top to bottom and back again. 
First one way, then the other. Then start turning your upper body as well, keeping your feet still and facing forwards. Turn first to the right, back to the centre, and then to the left. Back to the centre, turning your hands all the time. Keep going with this movement, just turning your upper body from side to side. Take your arms a bit higher if you can, or imagine you're holding a bigger ball. This is good for your coordination and balance. Next up, it's hands to feet. If you're standing, you can hold on to a sturdy chair for balance. Lift one foot off the floor, bending your knee as far as is comfortable. Then aim to briefly touch the foot of your raised leg with the opposite hand. If you can't reach your foot, don't worry, just reach down towards it. Lower your foot back down to the floor, then do the same again with your other leg and the opposite hand. If you're standing and holding on to a chair for balance, don't alternate each time. Just do a few on the left side and then a few more on the right. Carry on, just lifting each leg and reaching your opposite hand down towards your raised foot. Lift your leg a little bit higher if you can. This is another one that's good for your balance and coordination. So this next one is called single arm circles. So raise both arms and stretch them straight out to each side, keeping them at shoulder level if you can, palms facing down. Then rotate both arms backwards at the same time, moving them from your shoulders to create small circles with each arm. Do that for a count of 10. That's great. Then rotate both arms forwards, creating circles in the opposite direction for another count of 10. Keep going, making bigger circles if you can and keeping your arms at shoulder level. This is a really great one for your arms and your shoulders too. And the last one is aim low. So with your arms down by your sides, you're going to do a lunge. So step your right foot forward and bend that knee as far as comfortable, making sure it isn't reaching past your toes when you look down. Keep your other leg positioned behind with that foot slightly raised on its toes. It's just the same if you're sitting and you might want to come a bit further forward in your chair so you've got more room to move. Then swing both arms forwards in front of you and up as high as is comfortable. Now step back as you bring your arms back down to your sides. Then switch feet. So you're stepping forward with your left foot, bending that knee and swinging your arms out in front and up at the same time. Then step back, pulling your arms back again. Keep going with this, just alternating your feet each time. That's good. Couple more times now. It's another good one for your core and balance. So that's all the exercises. So we're just going to finish with a quick shake to cool down. So raise both arms up above your head towards the ceiling and just briefly wave your hands and arms in the air. Then lift one leg slightly from the floor if you can. Shake it out in the air for a second or two. Raise the other leg and shake that one too. Or you can just shake your upper body instead. So that's the end of the session. Great work, everyone. We hope you enjoyed it. 
Doing 10 today just three times a week can have positive benefits for your physical health and improve your well-being too. It's short, it's fun, and you'll simply feel better. So do keep going. TNS Soundings. So that's it for another edition of the Black Country Talking News. A reminder to our CD listeners who have received CDs in padded envelopes that you don't need to send anything back to us. If you have a sight loss tip or someone you would like to wish happy birthday to, just say hello to. Maybe even a poem or talking book you would like reviewed, then please get in touch with us at the Beacon Centre. Call 01902 880 Email bctn at beaconvision.org or write to us at the Black Country Talking News, Beacon, Wolverhampton Road East, Wolverhampton, WV46AZ. We look forward to hearing from you. Thank you for listening and thank you to all our supporters, donators and volunteers who without their support will be unable to run this free service. Please note the information and views expressed in this recording does not necessarily represent the views of Beacon or Talking News and were accurate at the time of recording. Mentions of goods and services does not imply endorsement and whilst every care is taken to supply accurate information, Beacon and Talking News do not undertake liability for any errors. So it's goodbye from all of us, stay safe, have a good week and we look forward to bringing you next week's edition of the Black Country Talking News. ta